this is something you guys really need to focus on doing when you're out there interacting with people and just like on a daily basis, this goes beyond building your business, right? And that's, look, we're going to be communicating with people, right? We we know, hey, Team BC, the minimum is 30 contacts a day, meaning I'm going to be having at least 30, even if they're short, interactions with people minimum a day, not including talking to my family, you know, going to the store, running my errands, running out, you know, running into people in public. Like I just went to the bank, right? And two or, two or three of the tellers there that know me were like, oh, hey, Brian. And they wanted to talk to me, right? So you're going to have interactions like that all the time. And one of the things that you need to focus on, and this this explodes your game in regards to connecting with people, leaving a lasting impression, and handling a lot of the things that that you want to handle. And it's make it a focus of yours, because we have a lot, right? Be comfortable, lead the conversation, right? That you want people to feel good when they talk to you, right? Meaning when somebody talks to me, I want them to smile. I want them to laugh or I want them to feel beyond comfortable, right? Elicit good emotions, right? And I don't have to give you the list of good emotions, right? It's not that we have to do something special for it. It just has to be a focus of yours. When it's a focus of yours, things are different. Let me give you an example, right? Of a mistake that somebody else made. So I'll walk into the bank, right? Um, so for whatever reason, something is, is fucking with me lately, right? Like my eye is a little red here. I'm having like an allergic reaction to something, right? So I'm a little red here in my eye, right? So I go, I go to the bank and I'm waiting. And one of the tellers that knows me comes up and just loud as fuck. He's like, whoa, what happened to you, bro? Right? Like in a weird tone. And again, he's, he's a kid, so he doesn't understand. So immediately when I responded, I brought down the decibels like four. I was like, hey, bro, is everything good? He's like, yeah. And then he immediately like kind of came down and I knew he would. And then we talked. I was like, nah, bro, I just I don't know. I had like an allergic reaction to something and it, it just made my eye red. Whatever. But for him to initiate a conversation with me that way is very awkward, right? Like if I was the average person, I probably would have felt very uncomfortable and then been upset at him, the average person, right? But again, he doesn't know that, right? He doesn't know that. So on a surface level, he doesn't understand it. If he wasn't dealing with me, he would have caused a rift in a potential relationship with that customer. He probably would have upset them. And he has no idea because he's just, right? So if I'm going in there thinking, imagine him. I want people to feel good every interaction as much as possible, right? Because we know some people are pissed off, upset, they're doing. But if I make it a focus, I want people to feel good, right? When I interact with them, he would probably think twice about saying that for a second. He'd be like, man, hmm, I may get a negative reaction from that. Or that could be considered maybe a diss to certain people, right? It'll at least, if that's a focus of his, it'll open the door to make considerations, right? Now, when you do this, right? It's cool because now you take a lot of things off the table. Now you're not worried about taking shit personally. Now your focus is on them, right? Now your focus is on, okay, if they are upset, how can I potentially, you know, bob and weave a little bit and get this person to at least come down a notch and feel a little bit better, right? The focus, this is what I love about this too. The focus stops being the self-conscious, I'm nervous, uh, you, and it's entirely on them. And when you do that, it takes a lot of that bullshit off the table when you guys are going to prospect or talk to people in regards to things that you worry about or things that are running in your head, overthinking, overanalyzing and all that stuff. And you just get into the interaction and now the outcome is 100% based on, okay, I want them to feel as much as possible a good emotion and feel comfortable, right? So it takes all that stuff, all that weight off your shoulders and now the interaction becomes that, right? 
So I'm going to give you guys some stuff today to, to help you with that because I think that's key. It also makes prospecting more fun. It really does. Because now, even though you're still going to get assholes, negative interactions and all that, the vast majority of your interactions, again, whether in business or out of business, are going to be much better for you, right? They're going to feed you emotionally. They're going to feed you energetically instead of sapping it. Because I guarantee you, if there's ever days where you guys don't hit your contacts or in quotes, you don't feel like prospecting, it's one of the reasons is this. It's always emotional. It's never logical why you guys will, will not hit your numbers or not prospect. Uh, 100%, I would bet everything that it's not logical. It's always emotional. You don't feel like it, right? Maybe somebody was a dick to you the day before, so you're a little bit hesitant. You think everybody's going to be a dick, right? And by the way, a great way to counteract that is checking your numbers. Because then if you, if you see, hey, I made 150 contacts Monday through Friday, and you think, how many of them were actually bona fide assholes? Like went out of their way to try to make me feel bad. Like, you know what? Like I see Roberto there. Roberto, you're a bad salesman, bro. Stop calling me, right? Like that would that would be to me an asshole. Hey, get the fuck out of here. All you salesmen are piece of shit. Like that would be like, because somebody just closing the door on me or saying, no, not interested and in, in closing the door. That's not an asshole, right? That's just somebody who's not interested who closed the door. So we also have to see how we interpret these things. But if you take stock and you say, okay, I talked to 150 people this week. Okay, maybe two we're dicks. Let's say, let's say it was five, right? Do the math. What's five out of 150? Yeah. Something like that. Right. There you go. So that means two and a half percent of your interactions were unfavorable or with somebody who was an, an asshole. So would it make sense for me to, with 97.5% positive interaction, be like, oh man, no, prospecting is bad. Oh no, everybody right? Because you guys will hear people say these blanket statements. We've heard them before, even if you've never said them. Oh, everybody's an asshole. You can't, oh, door knocking is frowned upon, right? They'll say all this nonsense because one person said it, or that's what they think, or someone else passed down to them, okay? And this will affect your ability to do this because the way I see it is when I go out, for the most part, I want to be a fucking ray of sunshine, right? That's going to attract opportunities for y'all. And even if you don't consider yourself that happy, smiley, bubbly person, it's not about being this fake like, oh, I'm I'm super positive. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that it's very easy to interact with somebody and smile and leave them feeling good. I even uh, pay attention to this when it comes to like the supermarket. Right. If you pay attention to like the self-checkout, we'll normally have somebody helping. I see a big difference in the demeanor of the customers and how they leave. Because I watch and I pay attention when that person is more engaging and like even just like smiley, even in the way that they stand there, because, you know, they'll stand and like all the little stands will be like this, like where you check out and the person will be straight in the back. Like I have Jan and Cindy here. They'll be like right there. Even how they observe and how they're standing and their demeanor makes a difference. Right. If they're standing there like smiley, I'll be more likely to be like, hey, what's up, man? Or say hello versus if they're like, you know, Mr. I'm, I'm too hard. I'm too cool. Arms crossed. Almost like they're a bodyguard because you see it. I love I love it. And I want to get a picture of it next time. I've seen it where I have the clerk there, the person who works at the store, upbeat and enthusiastic. Then you have like a security guard or like a police officer next to them. And the police officer has that mean mug demeanor. And I would take a picture of it and be like, this is a perfect example, right, of archetypes we can look at. And then I would create a laundry list of questions. Who's more approachable? Who would you feel more comfortable going up to, Right. Uh, what emotions are elicited when you look at these individuals? Like Again, take away the title of like police, right? Imagine they were just both in a white t-shirt and jeans, right? Take away those titles. 
So that doesn't elicit your emotions at all. But one standing like that, like hardly looking around and the other one is like almost you can tell they're like waiting for somebody to ask a question right and they're kind of smiley and loose again take a look at that because that's what we carry with us 24 7 24 7 so I'm, I'm mindful now even when i'm going around my house like by myself the way i'm walking right am i loose am i smiling or am i at home fucking like a zombie like most people just take a look take a look the average person, if you just, boom, made them go door knock and they kept that same demeanor that they have, they wouldn't do well. Even if they had the best product or service in the world, they look defeated. They have no emotion on their face, right? You almost want to elicit the opposite to where people are like, damn, this dude must be on something because he's he's wired, he's smiley, right? Like there's there's got to be something wrong because that's what some people think about me and that's okay. However, when I think about that, it makes sense. If the average person is dead and then I show up and that's such a sharp contrast to them, of course, their mind is like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And how do they fill in the blank with bullshit? Oh, he must be taking fucking pills or some shit, right? Like that's how people fill that in, right? However, right, that's somebody observing being a keyboard warrior in the real world. If somebody interacts with you or you see somebody who's smiling and has a particular vibe to them, you're much more receptive to it right? We gravitate towards that as human beings. So if you make it one of your, your principles and you say, I'm going to leave every interaction with somebody better off than before I started, it changes the dynamic a little bit. Now, like I said earlier, if they're an asshole, you'll fight with it and say, okay, let me, let me see if I can switch this around, right? Number two, even if you're talking to like an expired or a FISBO or somebody who's being aggressive, you're like, okay, now tactically in your mind, it's like, I need to get them from being like upset or frustrated to getting them to being like more neutral and then to getting to more of a better, we can say mood, right? Uh, raise them in the emotional tone scale. So here's some things you can do for that one specifically before we move on. When you guys are talking to people, right? Um, let's say they're being aggressive with you or they're being upset or they have some sort of negative emotion, we can say, right? And we meet them there. Oh, man, all agents. Yeah, man. Tell me about it. What happened? It sounds like you had a bad experience. Oh, man, this fucker. Da, 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 and he starts talking, right? Now, once you guys are going back and forth, you've already established a certain level of rapport, right? What you need to do now as the leader in this communication is you need to start making the subtle adjustments. You don't go from being upset with them to suddenly, hey, right? That's too big of a jump. You want to slowly start changing it. So, if I know that the guy's being extra loud and mad, one of the first adjustments I might make is make an adjustment from my volume from here to here. And then I'm going to respond like this. Instead of responding like this, I'm going to respond like this and make that slight adjustment, even if I'm still upset, because then I can move it again and maybe take a little bit of the uh, that raw passion out. And I'll be like, yeah, so, so tell me about the move. And I can start slowly stepping them when I respond after we're going back and forth to start emotionally taking them down and into another sector, which is how you really do it. You make small adjustments to eventually four or five, you know, sequences later, they're, they've gone from upset and yelling to at least neutral, maybe now towards the other one. Now, do you have to do it every sentence? No, but maybe every two or three sentences, write it in your script, right? Check emotion, check emotion and make those adjustments. Now, this is difficult in the beginning because especially if you're not super comfortable yet, because you're like, oh man, I got to think of an objection handler. I have to come up with a response. This requires you having a dynamic speech. 
This is something you guys need to throw into your role play and have the other person be very critical of how you do it. Because this is one of the key fundamentals. I don't even want to say fundamental, right? Because this is a little bit more intermediate slash advanced. If you learn how to do this, you'll have people eating out of the palm of your hand. You really will, right? This is what are like, man, every time I talk to so-and-so, I feel good because they naturally do this, right? They naturally do this, okay? And they radiate a particular vibe or energy that cannot be like destroyed because you, you will meet with people on the phone, especially in person. Let's say you have a good vibe and they have a bad vibe. One of them is going to win. One of them is going to assimilate into the other one. Now, we live in a world where the bad vibe is ever-present, and it's it's the one that they tell people to focus on. That's why it consumes most other people. But you can't have that bad vibe come up to me and consume me. It'll just go away if it wants to stay, right? This is where you need to be that strong beacon. Most of that is internal. But now, if I'm going to be talking and dealing with other people, I need to make sure that when I extend that communication that I'm aware and in control of this thing. So that's one piece, right? Two, tied into that subtle shift that you make is the subject matter that you talk about, okay? You need to understand, hey, I'm talking to this guy who's frustrated about the agent. Okay, I know anytime I talk about an agent and what they do, there's probably going to be a level of frustration, especially this first and maybe second conversation and maybe even later. So I need to know that whenever I bring this up, if my intention in this moment is specifically to shift from negative to neutral to positive in regards to emotion, I'm not going to do it while still talking entirely about that subject. I need to shift it. So let's say they're upset and say, oh, okay. And then I make that subtle shift. I could say, wait, so what was the original plan for you guys, right? If you had sold, what was next, right? Now I can make the shift and then change the subject matter. Makes it a little easier. Now, if he goes back and starts talking about the agent again, that's okay. I can always confirm, right? But at the same time, I need to understand, hey, this leads down negative emotion. So I need to know it. Am I going to have to talk about it? Absolutely. But I have to be very selective about when, okay? Because if I'm now over here where we can say it's positive and things are good, if I infer or bring up the agent thing, I'm not going to harp on it and talk about it too much. I might reference it. I might do a quick question, but then I'm right back to where I was. This is why when you focus on where do you guys want to move to, right? And you pull out their motivation, right? That's the positive stuff because they're looking to achieve that result. Yes, we have to address what went wrong. And a lot of times that's our segue into the conversation to build initial rapport, but you've got to get away from it. I want to focus on the solution, not the problem. Problem for most people equals what? Negative emotion. Solution, positive, because they get to release the negative stuff, right? So... We have the subtle shifts, right? We have the subject matter. Now, uh, the other thing is this, is your demeanor behind this is probably the most important thing. Because if I do this and I'm dead saying it in my position and in my energy, it's not going to work. This is probably the most difficult thing for people because they're not used to displaying their energy. Everybody's used to suppressing their energy, right? If you naturally are a little bit more bubblier, this is when you can let it out. Again, with control. Because if you're naturally more of a, what do they call it? The, um, um, what was it? The driver, uh, expressive, there we go, expressive. If you're naturally more of an expressive, you need to understand that to certain people, shining that light too much, like an analytical or an amiable might push them away, right? So again, you can be. 
Remember the key little thing that I, I've talked about this before, but in case you haven't heard it, bottled enthusiasm, that's what it's called. You got to have bottled enthusiasm. So even if I'm talking to somebody who um, is like dead or let's say like the opposite of what we think of when we think of bubbly, like the, the, the sweet old lady who maybe just doesn't have a lot of energy. Right. And she's very soft spoken. Right. You can still be enthusiastic talking to her. Even if I'm like whispering, I can still it's almost like you're ready to burst with enthusiasm. Right. But we have to tone it down. I can't be loud with her. I can't talk too fast because it's going to push her away. She's like, whoa, too much. Right. That would be an example, the bottled enthusiasm of showing that energy and that vibe with it. Because, again, even generally speaking, if we're going to put aside the personality types and all that stuff, that is much better to have in general than the opposite of being dead like everybody else. Because as much as sometimes people clown on the salesman archetype, there's a lot of things in the salesman archetype that are good. And that's one of them. It's typically the salesman archetype. When you think of them calling, it's, hey, Jim, this is Bob from the fucking you know, car dealership down the street. Even there, there's enthusiasm to his voice. Now, he's not doing the right things and saying the right things, but at least there's life in his voice. Okay, That will keep people on the phone and grab their attention because that's what we're looking for. Anything that you do like that that deviates from the average will catch people's attention. But I wanted to catch their attention in a good way, not a bad way. Like I remember uh, there was a billboard. This is hilarious, and this is a good example of this, and it would get you to smile. Some realtor uh, in L.A., he had a billboard um, in one section, and I would always see it and laugh. He's like, oh, uh, rated like Los Angeles' number one realtor. And then in parentheses right underneath it, it said, according to his mom, right? <laughs> and that was funny. I was like, oh, this is good. That's good, right? Because he took something cheesy and corny, but put his own spin on it. And I thought that was clever. I said, that's funny, right? So every time I, I would point it out to people too, like that's an idea of like marketing where I can take something that is cheesy or corny and put my own spin on it, it's actually funny, right? But that'll get people to feel good. So now he has a positive association with his name, right? He's poking fun at something in real estate. And he's right, because everybody fucking walks around, oh, I'm number one, I'm number one. It's a lot of bullshit. Everybody says that. Anytime I get an email from an agent, they're number one at something. I'm like, dude, if everybody's number one, then who the fuck is number two, right? Almost as a joke, I would say, say that you're number two, just so it's more believable, right? Because everybody says number one. So we have those, those those things, right? And that last one that we talked about really is your vibe. Well, what are some things we can do to cultivate your vibe? Well, let me ask this. What are the things that stimulate you every day, right? It could be drinks that you consume. It could be the people that you talk to. For sure, it's what you consume on the computer and on your phone, right? That's the stuff that dictates your vibe for the most part. Because I know most of you are not here. You're not fucking monk mode. Okay, I'm going to think about this. This is my intention for today. You might have moments of that, but you want to start doing that a lot more. 